We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Sean, let's get into some of these questions here. So USMA87 asked, and I wanted to reiterate because I saw a couple people ask this even after I talked about it earlier. Just want to reiterate it real quick. Did Samuel and Pemba cancel his visit to Notre Dame? I thought I remember somewhere that he decided to be at another school this weekend. So USMA87, yes, Samuel and Pemba will not be on campus at Notre Dame this weekend. No plans to return to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not an option for Samuel and Pemba anymore. There's things in his recruitment that are important to him that Notre Dame is not going to provide. And, you know, we've hit on that obviously in the past. So Samuel and Pemba off the board for Notre Dame. We also had DM ND13, which is Dan Mulligan, who's a good dude, said, Sean, what IB staff members will be on campus Saturday? So I know Brian will be there, obviously. There will be an Irish breakdown tailgate. I know that for a fact. Lady's parents are going to be in town. Are you going to be in town? I'm not going to be in town this weekend. Yes. I still have to figure out what dish I'm going to ask Miss Driscoll to make me. She's offering to make me a nice dish when I get in town on Friday. So I'm still thinking about it. I think I have to have my submission in by this evening. Gotcha. All right. Well, as you hear, Sean Davis will be on campus this weekend. Um, I'm assuming Sean Styers will be there and uh, we'll be, you know, covering the game, all that good stuff. Vince, I think is at most home games. So you should expect IB to be well represented this weekend, Dan. I will not be there though. Unfortunately, will not be there. I would plan to be down there most likely in Baltimore for the Navy game though, next weekend, which will be fun. So that's where we are with that one. And Dan also had another question, Sean, that I wanted to hit on here. He said, does that mean Lions isn't realistic anymore? Talking about Tayshawn Lions. So, Dan, this, this is what we're told about Tayshawn Lions. I think Tayshawn really likes Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame still likes Tayshawn, right? It's just about what does the timeline look like? Because originally it was supposed to be end of October. Obviously, that did not happen to make his decision. Now they're talking about this one might go closer to signing day. It's not over. I wouldn't say, right? Like, I still think that there's, you know, Notre Dame still is in a good spot if they choose to continue recruiting at a high level. But 
just, you know, when does that end? And you have to kind of be aware that like anytime someone extends their timeline, you also have to keep checking options, right? Because like, what if Tayshawn doesn't end up at Notre Dame? Then you don't have your fifth receiver in the class. I would just keep an eye on it. It's not dead in the water or anything. It's just that the timeline is a little different than I think what people originally anticipated. So that's where we kind of are right now with that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Saw Jonathan Gabrick who said, what happens with Peter Jones? That's something to worry about. Your pause concern me. Uh, Jonathan, my apologies if I paused. I didn't even realize I paused. Nope, nothing concerning. Just uh, Peter's not able to make it this weekend. So it's really all it is. I didn't even check his schedule this week. Maybe he just has a game on Saturday. I don't know if that is is the case. I don't know if that's true. But just not going to be on campus this weekend. No pause for concern. Not a decommitment candidate or anything like that. It's just it's where we are with that. Sean, we also had someone ask, Sean Kelly said, will Peyton Bowen actually show up? Why would Peyton Bowen not actually show up? Has he stood Notre Dame up in the past? <laughs> I don't get that one. Don't get that one. But uh, I Oh, just man. But sometimes this fan base, boy. Woof. Yeah. That's why the word relax is mm-hmm. like my go-to. Yeah. Like relax. I guess we're so used to recruiting just not going – a certain way. <laughs> so we react to everything. Like we said, man, it's it's the process now. It's just the process. It is what it is. Yep. Three spots left, like Ryan said. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just saw uh, Sean, I just saw someone compare Tayshad Lions to Cardinal Tate. Nope, it's nothing like that. Not even slightly <laughs> like right, Cardinal right. Tate. Is that a player comp or is that like a recruiting comp? I th- I think it's because of the timeline stuff and all that type of stuff. I it's just not it's not compatible at, at, at all. But yeah, yeah. 
Sean, I'm going to hit this one over to you from Blaine and Pleasant because it's an interesting conversation. He said, Ryan, I'm going to add Sean into this conversation, obviously. Could you see Hillman as a wide receiver if Notre Dame doesn't get Lions, Barnes, Mooney, etc.? So I guess, Sean, I mean, stylistically, could you see Brandon Hillman as a wide receiver? I guess that's the starting point here. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. yes, because of numbers. But then again, yo, this kid is going to make his own way. Like I, he gets on campus and he's going to show the staff where he's best at and where he's needed at. Yep, he's just one of those athletes. He's athlete is exactly who he is. Yep. So I don't expect anything different, and uh, I can see him as safety. It just so happens that you have two really good safeties coming in. You <laughs> too. You too. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, and heck, there's no Brandon Joseph. If he leaves, yeah, yeah, if, if he, he leaves. leaves. Like, yeah. it was a definite when he first arrived that most people were like, oh, okay, yeah, we're getting him for one year, but it's possibly comes back. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Uh, he comes back. You do lose Houston, you lose DJ, but now you have Ramon. Do they remove, do they chance moving Ramon to Viper or? I mean, not Viper, but Rover. Or, like, it's a lot of different things. So it's based upon what they want to do and the moving parts. Yeah, safety's going to be a really interesting one, Sean. I'm really interested to see how the Rover position continues to evolve too moving forward. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, couldn't you see a Don Schuler being a Rover down the line? You know, just being like a 210-pound, like, just monster? Yeah. Like, I can yeah. see that. I can 100% yeah. need that. Yeah. So. Safety will be an interesting one to your question. To, to Brandon's question, from my opinion, Brandon, could he play receiver and be like a big slot physical type of yak guy? Sure, he can. That would not be my that would not be my my preferred, right? Like if they don't get Tayshawn Lyons or Khalil Barr, like I think that they'll I think that they still have other wide receivers that they would have some interest in at that point. So I'll just leave it at that. I I think that. Hillman most likely is a safety rover or a running back. I think that's most likely what happens with him. But yeah, it definitely wouldn't be my definitely wouldn't be my my cup of tea to that one. So wouldn't be my favorite spot for him. All right, Sean, let's go with this one because we get asked this one every week it's from Salty Virginia Peanuts. How do you feel about the strength of Brandon Davis Swain's commitment? Seems to be actively taking visits elsewhere. Sean, I'll kick this to you in a second, but I would just like to say salty because I know it's a topic of conversation. Brandon Davis Swain is going to be on campus this weekend for Notre Dame fans, just so that you are aware of that. Now, Sean, I know by your glorious look that you are just chopping at the bit to answer this question, man. So what should we know about Brandon Davis Swain and taking all these all these visits? It's the same thing I've been saying for the past three weeks, whether it's on here or on the message board. Like, I think you did a great job of saying it last week. You're a recruit. Take your visits. And fan bases, I'm not just talking about Notre fan bases, just have to relax, man. It's like a kid commits as a junior and all of a sudden he just can't do it. He can't enjoy anything about his recruitment. He just has to lock in. That's, that's not realistic. The kid is enjoying life. He has two mentors, one that played at Notre Dame and another one that plays for the Giants. He's been in two NFL games, one to go see Khalid Kareem, which is his connection to Notre Dame. 
a really great connection. And he's been to a couple of Michigan games, which he's done with his his friends and his parents since he was a kid. Like, he's basically living the life that he's lived. For somehow, people expect, not salty, but it seems like people expect once he committed to Notre Dame, he was just supposed to stop living the same life that he's been living his entire life. He's yeah. always gone to Michigan games. Heck, he might go to Michigan games next year. His relationship with Al Washington, which, according to him, was the main reason he committed without anybody else knowing. He wasn't expected to commit. He committed on his own. His parents didn't even know he wanted to commit. The relationship with Al Washington is stronger than it's ever been. His relationship with one of his best friends, C.J. Carr, is stronger than it's ever been. He is connected to the 24 class and that group of Larson, Williams, Carr, just like anybody else. Just because you see him taking other visits and enjoying his life, it doesn't yep. change anything that exists. Could he flip? Yes. It's his decision. He could wake up tomorrow and say, I want to decommit. He could wake up next year sometime and say, I want to decommit but it has absolutely nothing to do with him going to NFL games or him going to Michigan games. He's going to, I think him and his father have decided that they're going to enjoy his recruitment. Yeah. His father is going to allow him to get the full experience of his recruitment. Once again, his father had no clue <laughs> when it came to the blue and gold game that his son was going to commit. But his son told him, I'm ready to commit. And his dad said, yes. And as a dad should, as a father should, I know you committed, son, but we're going to take the rest of these visits and enjoy this full recruitment to make yeah. sure. And, that's, and Sean, that's all that's happening. And, Sean, there's also a big difference about a recruiting visit and just going to a game, right? Like they're very yeah. different, right? It's not like he's going to these visits and he's just getting wined and dined. Yeah. Just an expression. He's not saying he's drinking wine. And you have and, to watch where the information is coming from. Like if, right. if Michigan people are trying to drum up all this and that, of course they're trying to drum up and make it seem much bigger than it is. Right, so, right. Right. Yeah. Don't listen to Michigan guys. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a different conversation for a different day. Sean, interesting one. Interesting one here. P-Dub. Yeah. Like last week it was, oh, man, he's supposed to be at Penn State. Mm -hmm. Say, yo, Brandon, what's up? You going to Penn State this weekend? No. <laughs> That's just how it works. There's so much misinformation. You talked about Peyton Bond. There's so much information, bad information, misinformation put out. <laughs> it's just We're like. Sean, we, we, were, we were talking about in the uh, – I forget if it was in the press box or walking away from the game on Saturday. We were talking about how me and – like I'm talking to to uh, Jeremiah Love and his family about like yeah. you know making the commitment video and doing all that type of stuff. Yeah. And then it's like the next day on three comes out with a thing that's like Jeremiah Love trending to Texas A&M. And I'm just like, who what? told you that? No oh, one told right. you that. Yeah. <laughs> And we, as a staff, and Ryan, especially you, because you deal with a lot more kids than I do, like we have a level or standard that maybe other publications don't have. 
So whereas when we get information out of respect for the kid and their process, when we see stories like that, we could come on this podcast and say, look, this is what this kid has flat out told me. That's a lie. I was like, we don't do that because we don't want to ruin the kid's process. Sean, they have it was the right to let it play out the way they want to let it play. It's so Ryan, I do. If we put together a a an annual book on the stories or the lies <laughs> that we knew were flat out lies that were put out yeah. there recruiting, it would be a bestseller. Sean, you had no idea. It was so hard to hold my tongue on this show every single day after that happened because he was making his commitments, you know, at the at the Stanford game, right? Like that day, and like that whole week, everyone's just like, "Oh, so Jeremiah loves trending to Stanford, uh, trending to Texas A and M." I'm just like rolling my eyes. I'm like, "Well, he committed to Notre Dame, you know, like last week, so it's 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 not happening." But like, I can't say anything, you know. It's just like, right. guys. Stop listening to bad sources, man. Just stop listening to them. All right. Salty, Salty, you asked the question. I'll have a Brandon Davis Swain piece this week. Love about it. About his visit. So love it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause he's another big uh big commit that it will be in, on campus this weekend. So yeah. thank you, Salty, for the question. I'm glad we could ease your mind a little bit. I saw your your um your uh your um answer to that one right so is uh yep interesting so p dub asked sean it's a question due to tommy reese's lack of recruitment recruiting and development of quarterbacks do you trust his evaluation of cj carr you want to start this one up or because I, I have a, I, I do have a you know what a deep tangent but i i'll say it like this and then i'll immediately throw it to you I, mm-hmm. all i need is 15 seconds I yep. trust the evaluation because I've seen the film. The kid can play. So I trust the evaluation. Do I trust the development? That's a totally different story. And Ryan, yes. back to you. Back to yes. you. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that is the big question, right? Is Notre yeah. Dame has had yeah. some talent at quarterback over the years. It just hasn't yeah. been developed properly. That's a completely different question. Right. P-Dub, to your question about the evaluation of C.J. Carr, and I mean, I think Sean hit it out of the park already with his answer. But for me – I don't trust anybody's evaluation at first, right? Like for me, everything's about a, everything's about a, everything is a verification process for me, right? Like I trust Brian's opinion and Sean's opinion, for instance, on players, right? To be able to evaluate them and to watch them and know if they're good football players, right? But I'm going to watch first. And then if they also agree, that verifies what I'm seeing on film, right? Like I trust myself to be the evaluator in that circumstance. And then I find other smart people to see what their opinion is. And if they say, I don't know, man, like I, I wasn't quite as high on them, then I'll probably go back and watch again to make sure that I val- to verify that what I'm seeing is what I see. Right. Yeah. So to the question, I agree with Sean hundred percent. Do I trust the development? I don't know. I mean, is, is Tommy Reese going to be here long-term? I don't know. Is Tommy Reese going to take the next step? I don't know. Like, those things are a lot of question marks. Do I trust it? No, I can't say I trust it right now. For the evaluation part of it, though, for the evaluation part of it, I've seen enough of C.J. Carr to say the kid's talented, right? So it's not like he's it's not like he's a middling – it's not like he's a quarterback that Notre Dame passed on a bunch of other talented quarterbacks and they settled on CJ Carr. That's their guy. Like I think CJ is very talented. I do. So I I think the evaluation is good in that instance. I just, let's see what, if the development happens, I don't know, but I I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. All right. Next question. 
Sean, I'll move this one. Jonathan Garbrick said, Sean, what's your go-to USC merch? Flat bill hat and a USC vest. I can see maybe a Trojan dad t-shirt. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never purchased anything that has USC on it. I would. I, I Well, that's not true. I've purchased a lot of stuff that's had USC on it. I haven't worn it. Man, I think on average, each trip out to LA cost me about minimum 300, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the bookstore, minimum 300. 300. Minimum. What the heck? <laughs> 300. These sweaters are expensive now, dude. Wow, that's crazy, man. Like, she has to have a different hoodie, and she'll get a crew neck. And then she loves, like, the little, the, you know, the little sh- shorts to wear around the house, you know, the apartment. It's Sean, this is this is what I'm worried about right here, man. I already have a daughter, and I just know that she. I'm just going to not have any money for the rest of my life. Like I'm already, it's already like crazy buying all these clothes, man. And she's 19 months old. Like it's nuts, man. It's absolutely crazy. You You would dare not tell her not to aspire to go to one of the best universities in the country, right? Like, yeah, go. If she wanted to go to a school that was like, I mean, like Notre Dame's expensive, right? But like, if she wanted to go to one of those schools that's like 80K or whatever, like, I'd be like, we'll make it work, right? Like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll take a couple couple of the Parent Plus loans. You take a couple out in your name. We'll make it work, right? Like, we will. We will. But, yeah. Can't say I'm looking forward to it, though. Can't say I'm looking forward to it, but yes. We all will always no be happy. Time, I did say no one time. Okay. Last year they had a beautiful, beautiful Nike Letterman's jacket mm-hmm. at the front of the store. Okay. And she gave me the eye. And I was like, no. And she tried <laughs> to give me the little face, the little sad face. I was like, no. I was like, you want it? But she was working at that time. I was like, you want it? Save and get it. I'm not telling you you can't get it, but I'm not buying that. You, I dare not spend that much money on you. The problem is, how's she going to save any money in LA, man? Like man. it's it's <laughs> it's not it's not going to be easy. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, gosh, I, man, because you know I, I know me and my wife are going to have another baby at some point too, and it's just like, mm-hmm. ah, man, I just I just feel my wallet just depleting and before my eyes man like it's just sad it's very sad we had matt romero who asked ryan where did you end up eating dranken <laughs> at syracuse so matt I, I got in later friday night than i originally anticipated got thinking into like nine something so me and my dad actually went out for the game and we ended up going to tully's uh sean do you know tully's we went out I've to tully's i have i have yeah. three really good friends from the industry that mm-hmm. went to Syracuse. So they we were texting like all week and during the game. And yes, I know about all the spots on the Syracuse campus. Yeah. 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 So we went to Tully's because they had the most screens there. So the Phillies were playing. The Phillies had a nice win that night and then uh did not have a nice win the next night. But it was uh yeah, we so we saw that. There were some high school games on, there were some college games on. It was it was good. It was good. Um I had a buffalo chicken sandwich that was dope. It was really good. 
So we went there, had a couple of drinks. I couldn't drink too much that night though, because you know I had to. I was working the next morning, so at the game, so I had to make sure I was good to go there. Me and my dad stopped for breakfast at this nice diner. I can't remember what it's called in Syracuse, but it was good food. It was good. We had a got like a breakfast sampler, man. I had some waffles, some eggs. Breakfast potatoes, yeah. sausage links. It's like nice, 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 I mean, nice, nice. They nice. have like a world famous, I forget the name of the place. There is a place in, in Syracuse that's like internationally known for their waffles. Mm. Oh, like, these waffles, these waffles were dope, man. They yeah, were really like, good. It's owned by two former Syracuse students. Mm-hmm. Like they graduated, they opened the place. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but it's like internationally known. So I, I'm sure the food was. Right up there. And I'm so happy I I I did that, Sean, and really went overboard on the breakfast because I got into the press box and the food up there was not the best, man. It was not the best. <laughs> I heard about the syrup that was kind of yeah, yeah. Brian Brian got some uh, like French toast sticks and eggs and he he opened up the syrup and his syrup was like molasses, man. Like this thing was the thickest syrup I ever seen. It was like, yeah, oh, I'm not eating man. this. <laughs> That's the worst, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. He was like, nah, nah, Jonathan, it wasn't Waffle House. I would know if it was Waffle House. It was like some something diner. I can't remember. I think it was a woman's name. I, I can't remember, though. It was good, though. It was good. I would go back to that, that, that place for breakfast. It was good. Next time, I want to stay the whole weekend, though, because I didn't get to go to, like, Dinosaur Barbecue, which people told me to go to in Syracuse. And I, I didn't get to go do a couple of those things. But next time, next time. Question from Bobby S said, is offensive lineman Christopher Tarek visiting? Is he a take? So Bobby, to answer the second part, if Christopher Tarek does decommit from Wisconsin and opens up his recruitment, he would be a take for Notre Dame. He is not visiting this weekend, though. I believe he has a game on Saturday, if I remember correctly. So that'll be tough getting, you know, making that happen, obviously. So he will not be there on Saturday, but if he does end up decommitting from Wisconsin, he is a take for Notre Dame to my knowledge. Yes. He definitely is a take. And (laughs) he he is not decommitted, but he's open. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. No, he's definitely open. There's no doubt. Like he's, he has, he has a tough decision coming forward here. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. I think Mike just said Sophie's Diner. It may have been Sophie's. That sounds right. That sounds right, Mike. It might be. Thank you. I, I'm still not 100% sure, but it was right by my hotel, and it was good, man. It was good. I, again, I'd eat there again. All right, Sean, this one from 99 Problems with BK Ain't One. Yeah. Ryan, Sean, I get that Notre Dame is working on quarterbacks. However, what is your gut feel? Does Notre Dame flip one of them? It seems like we aren't making much progress to date. What's your gut feel on this, Sean? It's so funny because, you know, there are people coming after Notre Dame commits and seasons have gone a certain way to kind of solidify that see these guys would stay in the class. Uh, take an example, uh, Notre Dame, whether it's Dylan Edwards working on his guy, Avery Johnson, or whether Notre Dame is trying to chop it up with him. Notre Dame reached out to Jackson Arnold, according to him. And he had a conversation with Coach Freeman. So, yeah, they're actively trying to flip guys at the quarterback position. But, you know, Kansas State just wiped out Oklahoma State. Like, what makes Avery Johnson say, okay, I don't want to go to Kansas State anymore? I mean, he's looking at a program that has been very successful this year. You know, Uh, Kenny Minchie 
What yeah. makes them say, I mean, Pittsburgh is in the running for, well, they were until this past weekend to make it to the ACC championship games. Like, yeah, man, they got smacked this weekend. They, <laughs> they got smacked around a little bit. Yeah. So it's, and, you know, Keaton Slovis is leaving. So, I mean, yes. everything's wide open. So, what is going to make him say, it's not always about the school that's coming after you. Sometimes it's about the opportunity that's there. Yep. That they're committed to. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things just haven't lined up, you know, to this point. You know, could they over the next month and a half? Maybe something does pop in that area. You know, they're definitely working. They're definitely working. No so my gut, feeling, my gut feeling is – a court, some quarterback ends up in the class. That's my gut feeling. Yeah. Who that and, is. And I, yeah. And I wanted to pull this one up, Sean, because I think it's a continuation of this point. And then, you know, just from like my pulse of it, Irish Blood had said, what do you think is more likely percentage wise of Notre Dame recruiting a 2023 quarterback versus getting a quarterback from the portal for 2023? Rather, it is a starter of depth. I think the answer is yes, right? Like, I think they want to do both things. I don't think it's yeah. one or the other. Right? It's not. 2023 quarterback or it's a transfer quarterback. I think Notre Dame wants both. So to answer this question combined with the previous question, I do think that Notre Dame gets a 2023 quarterback high school recruit. And I also think that they will hit the portal for a transfer level quarterback as well. So I think there'll be two new quarterbacks to the room next year. Adding on to, Adding on to, you know, Tyler Buckler coming back from injury, adding on to Drew Pine coming back, adding on to Steve Angeli, Ron Paulus. Like I think that there will be two more quarterbacks in the room than there were this past year. So yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. Again, but to Sean's point, who that will be, not hundred percent sure. I know the names that they're working on. I know the names, but who ends up being, I don't know. I really don't know. But I do think think that they end up with a 2023 quarterback and a transfer. I think two different quarterbacks will be in the class. Well, let's just talk about the news of the day. Yep. Brian Harson just got fired. Yep. Whatever quarterback committees in that class is probably open for business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's getting mm-hmm. called. Now, I don't oh, know for sure. If, I don't know if Notre Dame's interested, but there you go. The way everything is going to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Guys, they they're talking to could be open for business. That that could be a lot of shuffling in the last month of college football when it comes to that quarterback position because it's all yeah. about opportunity. No it's doubt all about opportunity. Hundred percent correct. You are hundred percent correct. There's no doubt about that. And Irish Blooded had a question too, Sean. He said, "Mailbag: Who do you think is the best three-loss team right now? Notre Dame, Florida State." Oklahoma, Kentucky, Arkansas, or South Carolina, or someone else. I don't want to look through every three-loss team, Sean. So let's stick to that list, okay? Who's the best three-loss team out of the out of that group? Would you say the first team on the list? I think so too, because I, I think all those teams have flaws, and Notre Dame has flaws too. But yeah. I think Notre Dame's more talented than everyone on that list. I yeah. do, I do. Yeah. So if all of them have flaws, who's the best? I'll defer to the talents level like that's for me right South Carolina I think they were playing above their heads early on in this season I don't think they're a great team I think they have some talents like the tight end Jaheim Bell is a good football player the running back Marshawn Lloyd when he's playing is a good football player yeah. Zach Pickens is a good defensive tackle but like across the board Notre Dame's more talented than South Carolina Arkansas 
I think Arkansas's defense needs a lot of work, man. Like offensively, got a couple dudes. I mean, I like KJ Jefferson. I think he's a good quarterback, but Raheem Sanders, the running back, is a dude, brother. He is a dude. So they're good. Oklahoma is a mess defensively, and they've had some injuries on the offensive side of the football. And Florida State, like Florida State's getting better, but again, I still think talent wise, Notre Dame wins that one. I do. Yeah. yeah, and then I would probably put Kentucky behind Notre Dame. Kentucky's a mess Kentucky. right now. Kentucky's they a mess, right now. but they have played some really man. They, I really thought they would put up a much better fight against Tennessee, but Tennessee is just like that team. Tennessee is very reminiscent of that Joe Burrow LSU team. They, they just it's something about them like it's that type of year. It's like that magical year with Hendon Hooker and his performance. My question, yo, is Will Levis really that good? Is he no, good? He's not. Good quarterback? Um, maybe I'm bugging. Not Sean, so from, from that perspective, I will tell you, because I know that there's some NFL draft takes that are completely media-driven and they're not league-driven. I have seen spring grades on Will Levis from this past spring. The NFL loves Will Levis. They do. It's It's real, okay. man. It is real. I, he's going to be a first round pick. There's no doubt. Should he be right oh. now? No, not I even mean, close. But there could literally be four quarterbacks in the top ten. It's, I mean, if so, the, the thing with Hen- yeah, the thing with yeah. Hendon Hooker is that Hendon Hooker is going to be a 25 year old rookie. So that some teams will be like. Eh, you yeah. know what I mean? But Hennon Hooker is a good football player. I would take yeah. him in the first round. He's a good, good, good player, man. He is. So, yeah. Gets a little hairy, though, when we're talking about ages of skies and, yeah. yeah. Looks like uh, looks like Auburn does not have a quarterback commit in, for Auburn uh, in 2023, Sean. So, too bad. I don't, yeah. Yeah, maybe they can get TJ Finley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Melton fan just out out for this one up, Sean. And I don't know the actual answer to this one. So it's just pretty funny. Ryan, Sean, how much money, how much you think folks have lost in betting on Notre Dame using Vegas odds? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because Notre Dame is one of those teams, Melton, that's like, Against the good teams, they play up. Against the bad teams, a lot of times they play down. So they never really cover spreads either way, right? Like it's just it's a little infuriating. Well, I guess they cover spreads like Ohio State. They cover the spread, obviously, right? Like those outrageous spreads. But yeah, I don't know the answer to that one. But it's pretty funny. Yo, you checked Auburn out, and Texas A and M doesn't have a quarterback commit in their twenty three class either. Yeah, there's a couple of teams that are still looking for quarterbacks, man. Like Notre Dame's not the only one that does not oh, have a quarterback commit. It's it's interesting. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But no, back to your point. I yeah. Look, I knew they were gonna beat this this the spread against uh Ohio State. I did mm-hmm. not expect them to the games they lost, of course, we didn't expect that. Yeah. But I I definitely expected them to cover against Syracuse. And I expect them to cover against Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, no doubt about that. Yeah, I think so too. I didn't yeah, see the early yeah. spread. The early spread on that game was lower, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it like Clemson four and a half or three and a half or something? It was a little. It was a little, like uh, a half, little light. Right? Yeah, my buddy was like, "That's a little light, isn't it?" And I was like, "Eh, Notre Dame plays up to competition, so you, you never know. You never know." Yeah. But 
All right, a couple more, and then we're going to get out of here because Ryan's got to go be dad and and watch his daughter in a Halloween parade, apparently. So we're going to do that. We had a super chat from Charlie Weiss's last belt loop, still one of the best names on the channel, no doubt about it. As for Sammy Wingo and Ryan Wingo updates, thanks, guys. Love IB. Um, I feel so weird saying, so Charlie Weiss's last belt loop. Um, so with, uh, with Sammy Brown, when I talked to Sammy a month or two ago, he told me that he was actually planning on trying to come for the Clemson game. I reached out to verify that because we hadn't heard anything updated on that. So I'll keep you guys updated. I will be on campus. I think there's definitely there's a lot in Notre Dame. I ultimately think it'll be a tough pull out of the South, though. He's a Georgia kid. So the Georgia's Alabama's of the world, the SEC, like I think it's going to be a hard, a tough pull, but He's been in Notre Dame a couple times, and he likes Notre Dame, so it's a good start, starting point. Ryan Wingo, no massive update. I think, again, getting Jeremiah Love in the class, having Christian Gray in the class, getting hopefully in with Christian McClellan in the 2024 class is going to help their chances with Ryan Wingo. That's all we have right now. Ryan Wingo is going to do his due diligence. He's going to work the process. He's going to go on visits, going to do all that stuff. So this isn't one that you should expect a decision on for the per- – you know, the near future, but having the St. Louis pipeline started is certainly going to help them. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Brandon Pleasant you know, asked, yeah. sorry, God. No, I'm just saying, look, he's a really good player in down South. Yeah. Hey, he likes Notre Dame, but it's going to be a fight. Like put your seatbelts on. It's going to be a fight. If they can indeed get him, it's going to be a fight and getting him here for this game would be huge. Yep. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. So we had this one. Brandon Pleasant just asked if I was releasing the recruiting mailbag at some point this week. Brandon, so I'm starting to release those on Fridays. So if you go back on the site from Friday or just search under my name on irishbreakdown.com, I released the recruiting mailbag from last week on Friday, and then I'll be making a post probably today or tomorrow for this week's recruiting mailbag. So keep an eye out for those on Fridays. That's probably going to be the new consistent date that I put those out. All right. We had this question, Sean. Um, and Papel27 said, Ryan, what if Barnes commits before Tayshawn Lyons? I don't think Barnes is going to commit before Tayshawn Lyons, though. I think that they're both going to December decisions. So I don't think that's actually going to matter. Yeah. Good question, though. It's a good question. Working through a couple more here. Sean, maybe we'll go to this one. I'll start out with you. And then actually, yeah, there's one more question I want to hit to, and then we'll end it here. So uh, Ronald Tuck said, Ryan, Sean, where do you think we end up on the recruiting rankings? Let's go for 2023, Sean. I think Notre Dame is still ranked number three in the 2023 recruiting class, according to basically every recruiting service out there. How high can they finish, Sean? What do you think? I think three is as high as they finish. think so? Yeah. I just think teams like Bama and Georgia – and Ohio State have some heavy hitters that they're still going out after that can bump them above. So, like, three is the highest, but I think they finished top five, which yeah. would be the highest ranking. They've already put together the most ranking uh, recruiting points yep. that they've had. At yep. on, two four, on 247, they have the highest recruiting points that they've had in, in the uh, 247 era. So they already have a monumental class. It's just how high it finishes. I agree, though. I think top three is is a pretty pretty safe bet, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Last question, Sean. Are you guys good? This is from Will Endy. Are you guys going to dress up for Halloween? Are, are you that guy, Sean? I stopped dressing up around 14. 
Really? Oh, not even with your like uh, daughter or anything? Nah. Nah. Boo. Boo. Yeah, I'm right. I am. I am a, a, a Scrooge of sorts for Halloween. I, I really never got into it. Like, even when I was young, I would do something really simple. I didn't like putting masks on my face. Didn't like makeup. So I would just do something simple and like be a baseball player and put on my uniform. You know what I'm saying? My little league uniform or something like that. I never really got into it like that. However. However. <laughs> however. Yeah. There's always room to trick or treat. Like you never get yes. too old to trick or treat now. I'm all for the candy on Halloween. <laughs> See, never I am all for the candy. I feel that, man. So, Sean, I, have, I haven't really dressed up and gone trick-or-treating since probably since the same age, like maybe 14 or something like that, right? Like, I, yeah. But I will say I did dress up this week in a themed costume with my daughter <laughs> and my wife. I did. So okay. my daughter was a dinosaur. I put that picture on Twitter. She was a dinosaur. My wife was um, Professor Sadler from Jurassic Park. I don't know if you've ever seen Jurassic Park. She was uh, the, the woman yes. in there. And yeah. I was I was Dennis from Jurassic Park. Okay. I got yeah, the yellow yeah. trench coat. The one that failed and that got killed in the first one trying to get off uh, the uh, That guy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The guy that got killed by the dinosaur that spit in his face. No. Yeah, that one. Yep, yep, yep. My yep. Dude, I am a... I don't know what they, what do they call it? Cause you know, if you're like stuck on Star Trek, they call you a Trekkie. So like if you're hooked on Jurassic Park, I don't know what they call you, but that would be me. I literally okay. sat there yesterday and watched Jurassic Park three. It's like, dude, like I've never seen it before. It's like mm-hmm. the absolute best. Like I love all of the Jurassic Parks. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah. All six of them now, man. There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Man. Oh, it's funny though. That is going to do it, though, for the mailbag portion of this podcast. I want to thank everybody again for joining us today. Please, before you leave, you could hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you are on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews are very much appreciated. Notification bell if you are on YouTube to make sure you know that we have a show. We don't have a show today since it's Halloween and all of us have young kids at this point. So no show tonight. Tomorrow I will be back with Brian as we – as we start to work towards the the conclusion of Clemson week, then tomorrow IB Nation Sports Talk will be on at 6 o'clock. So make sure to stay tuned to those shows. Hit that like button, folks. It's free. Hit it now. Thank you all so much again for joining Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. From Ryan, well, I'm Ryan. From Sean, I am Ryan. Thank you all for joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
Thank you.